Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Hey, how far is it to Jefferson County? And just wondering, uh, do people who live there have to stay home? I mean, you know, like we do uh, everywhere else down here in the lower part of Pennsylvania. reason I ask is uh, that I was looking over the numbers for the coronavirus uh, in Pennsylvania, and I saw that the total number was up to 24199 but I wanted to check it out by county. You just heard here, if you were listening, I think he said there were 69 cases in Washington County, and no one has died yet, uh, thankfully, uh, in Washington County. 69 people have it and a population of 207,000. As I sit here looking out the window at my uh, backyard doing my radio show from home, uh, and uh, I'm like everybody else, I'm stuck at home. So what? anyway, what I wanted to do is I, I, I thought I would look at some other counties just to see, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm in Washington County. That's rural compared to a lot of Allegheny County, and it's not Pittsburgh, but it's 207,000 people, and it's you know pretty civilized out here. You have Peters Township and Washington, PA, and North Strabane, and and uh, it's you know it's not it's not farm country anymore like it used to be in the northern part of Washington County anyway. So I, I wanted to check, and I don't I don't know much about these counties, but. Um, I checked Jefferson County, and the population there is forty-three thousand six hundred and forty-one, according to what you know. That could be off by a few. That's that's the number I got, or wherever I looked it up. Forty-three thousand six hundred and forty-one. Uh, that includes Punxsutawney, by the way. I, I guess Punxsutawney would be the the bigger city in Jefferson, um, and the Groundhog and all that stuff. Maybe they could have the Groundhog come out and tell us how much longer we're going to have to be stuck at home. But anyway, uh, 43,641 people live in Jefferson County. Do you know how many people in Jefferson County so far have uh, been identified as having the coronavirus? Two. Two people in the entire county of Jefferson. Jefferson County, two people. So uh, that seemed kind of strange to me. I mean, is everybody in Jefferson County hiding in their homes the way we are here down in Washington County and in Allegheny County? Are, are, are you people up there, are you hiding? Are you are you confined to your homes? Are you uh, are the restaurants closed in Jefferson County and Punxsutawney, the big restaurant there? Is that, I'm guessing everything's closed just like here. So I, uh, I checked some other counties. Um, Elk County, there's 29,000. These are all uh, up in the northern part of the state, in case you didn't know, uh, northwest, you know, from the middle over and up north of the state. Um, Elk County has um, 29,910 people living in it. And do you know how many people there have the coronavirus? Two. So that's two. To- uh, that's four total in Elk in Jefferson County. I'm not looking at the map right now. They may be adjacent counties. I'm not sure, but they're all in the same area. Elk has two. Jefferson has two. Um, Warren County, up there, same same area, 39,191 people live in Warren County. And do you know how many people have the coronavirus in Warren County? Now, obviously, more people could have it. Um, and this is just the, how many have been found to have it, how many are, have tested positive, how many have been identified, I guess is the way they put it. So Warren County, population of three, uh, 39,191. Um, how many have it? One. So the way I look at the math that I did here, uh, out of, <laughs> out of 39,191 people living in Warren County right now, 39,190 of them don't have the coronavirus, okay? Yeah, you got that? 
then there's the most, uh, the second most populated uh, county up there uh, from behind Jefferson, up in that area, McKean County. Uh, there's 40,625 people living there. 40,622 of them don't have the coronavirus. Three do. Potter County, they've got a real epidemic up there, a pandemic up there in Potter. Only 16,222 people live in Potter County. But uh, four of them, four people there, have um, have, the, have been identified as having the virus. So there you have it. Warren, McKean, Potter, Elk, and Jefferson counties up there in northwestern Pennsylvania um, that's 169,589 people live in those, uh, in those counties. Is it five counties? Yeah, the five counties I mentioned. 169,589 people live in that area, and 169,577 people don't have the coronavirus. Twelve people in those five counties have uh, been unfortunate enough to come down with the coronavirus. I don't know if there are any deaths up there, um, and I, I don't know any of the other demographics of, you know, if it's all old people or what the situation is there. But let me give you those numbers again. 169,589 people, 12 of them, 12 have the coronavirus, and everybody up there, the other 169,577 people, uh, they are told that they can't come out of their house. Twelve people. I, I don't. I'm not. I have no comment beyond that. I'm just. I'm just giving you the numbers, and I'm. I'm just wondering uh, what's going on. That, that's all I'm doing. I got a tweet here at Stagger World. It says, "Hey John, yes, you're right. We are locked down in Bradford, just like Yin's guys." We just got a third case in McKean County. Granted, only a few places testing, but sick enough with symptoms going to an emergency room. Are probably more out there, but self-isolation happens regularly here, except bars, churches, and streams. So up there in McKean County, uh, he, he mentioned that they got their third case. So that means 40,000, as I said, 40,622 people in McKean County don't have the virus, and three do. Just thought I'd run those numbers by you. When we come back, we're going to talk to an expert on elections about the Democrats' uh, plan or hope, uh, desire, fervent desire to make sure that as part of any other uh, any uh, new program for coronavirus, any new any new um, uh, program for uh, helping people, you know giving them money and taking care of them, stimulus package, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, They're really hoping that any, not hoping, they're pushing real hard for it, that uh, that package would include uh, mandatory voting by mail in the next election. What could go wrong? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. windowsrspittsburgh.com. 
That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, This is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, the government is telling everybody to do everything at home. I'm working at home. Maybe you're working at home. And there are lots of Democrats in government who want you to vote from home, fill out a ballot, mail it in. They really seem enthusiastic about the idea. Hans von Spakovsky is an expert on election law at the Heritage Foundation and a former member of the Federal Election Commission, and he joins us now. Hans, thanks for being on again. Appreciate it. John, John, thanks for having me. So uh, why have liberals always been interested in federalizing elections? Well, because they want to set up the rules uh, to make it easier for them to basically manipulate the results and get elected. I mean, that's why, for example... The bill that Nancy Pelosi pushed was trying to push through the House on the coronavirus would have gotten rid of all voter ID laws across the country. Now, you have to ask, what does that have to do with um, handling an election in the midst of this coronavirus? Well, it has absolutely nothing to do with it, but it's a way of getting rid of something they don't like. Yeah. Well, right now the issue is voting by mail, but but other ways. Yeah. What other ways have they tried to manage it from Washington over the years? Well, they uh, they've been trying to put in all of these rules. Uh, for example, when they came in in 2018, uh, when Democrats took over the House, mm-hmm. the very first bill they launched uh, was this huge bill making all these changes in election rules. They would have required same day registration, for example, in every state. That, that's the rule that you can show up on election day, register to vote, and immediately vote, which, of course, gives election officials no chance to actually 
verify any of the information you've provided to register to vote. Um, they've uh, tried to make vote harvesting legal in every single state. So they want to override state laws that prevent vote harvesting. If people don't know what that means, basically, uh, look, in every state you can vote by absentee ballot, particularly uh, in states uh, if you're sick or disabled, won't be able to make a poll. You can mail that ballot back. You can personally deliver it or a member of your family can personally deliver it. But in a number of states, including California, uh, they allow vote harvesting, which means that anybody can show up at your house to pick up your absentee ballot and supposedly deliver it to election officials. That means that candidates, uh, party activists, political consultants can show up at your house to pick up your ballot. And that's, of course, dangerous because what are you doing? You're, you're putting something really valuable, ballots, in the hands of people who have a stake in the outcome. And that's why there are lots of cases of people being intimidated in their homes when they use absentee ballots, of their ballots getting stolen, the votes changed, et cetera. But yet Democrats want to make that legal in every state. Well, that sounds like a really bad idea. So how it is. how is it that the Democrats are selling that? I mean, how do they sell something like that with a straight face? Is it all either you're for it or you're against people being able to vote? You're, you're, you know, that, you're, that, you're, you're suppressing the exactly. vote. Yeah, they're saying, oh, this is to make it easier to vote. We want to make it easier to deliver uh, these ballots. Uh, that's the excuse they use. But, you know, it's not very difficult for somebody to put a stamp on an envelope and drop it in the mail to mail back their absentee ballot. So that that is just a an excuse that just doesn't ring true. And what does Nancy Pelosi's uh, coronavirus plan say about voting by mail this time? What what is what would what would be in the law uh, the, if it went through? Well, here's the big thing. Look, it's very possible if this virus is still going on and people are still home, we might have to vote by mail. But what her mm-hmm. bill said was. Election officials have to automatically mail an absentee ballot to every single person who's on a registered voter list, rather than the voters actually signing a uh, absentee ballot request form and mailing it in. Well, the problem with what she's doing is, and John, you know this, voter registration lists all over the country are in terrible condition. States don't do a good job of cleaning up those lists. So there are lots of places where they still have many voters on the list, even though they no longer live in the state. They've died. Um, And imagine thousands of ballots arriving at people's homes for people who don't live there anymore. Or think about states where, and there's evidence of this too, people are registered more than once. Do you think those ballots are going to get voted? A certain number then certainly are. Well, is it unfair for someone to say, well, um, the Republicans uh, would be mailed uh, ballots, too? Why are, why are we suspecting the Democrats of cheating but not the Republicans? Or do you suspect everybody of being um, being willing, not everybody, but the, the equal numbers of people on both sides willing to uh, cheat? Uh Elections are very valuable, and people are willing to take advantage of those to try to win. And I can cite to you examples of people from both political parties cheating in order to try to win elections. And that's why you've got to take steps to make sure that doesn't happen. Now, uh, what about early voting? Um, how long has that been around, and, and why, why do we need it? I've never early voted. I've never absentee voted I've, I've shown up at the polling place and cast my vote so i don't get any of this stuff i mean i understand why you would want to cast a an absentee ballot but who came up with the idea of early voting is it is it from the beginning we've had that and what's the purpose no of it? no it it started if if you can believe in all places of texas in the late 80s for the first time now about two-thirds of the states have it and the times, you, the times range in some states from just a week before the election, you can vote early. To some places, you can vote several weeks before the election. And there's, look, it was brought up because people thought, oh, well, this will help turnout. You know, if you have more time to vote, it'll help turnout. 
But there have been a number of studies done now that show the opposite is true, that early voting actually seems to hurt turnout. But here's the other big problem with it. Um, if you vote three or four weeks before Election Day, and important news comes out about a candidate that's important to your choice, guess what? You can't call back your vote. And if you want to see the graphic uh, illustration of the problem that can cause, just look at the Super Tuesday primary that we had at the beginning of March. Um, the Democratic presidential primary, Senator Klobuchar and former Mayor uh, Pete Buttigieg, they both dropped out the day before and two days before the Super Tuesday primary. Yet in, in many of those states, people had already cast their votes early. Literally hundreds of thousands of Democratic voters threw away their vote by voting for two candidates who weren't any, actually in the race anymore on Super Tuesday. And there was nothing they could do about it. I guess my question would be, well, what's your hurry? Yeah, exactly. I mean, just you know, vote on Election Day. Well, how hard is that? Right. Uh, we're finishing up here with uh, Hans von Spakowski. He's a uh, former member of the Federal Election Commission, talking about uh, the Democrats' hopes and dreams of uh, having everybody mail in their vote. Uh, if the Democrats get their way on this, uh, Hans, uh, will, will the changes to the voting procedures be permanent, or just for the the case of, in the case of this virus and the pandemic issue? Well, you would think they would only want to be dealing with the virus. But again, going back to Pelosi's bill that never got through the House, the changes she was proposing were permanent. They would have applied not only to the upcoming November election, but all federal elections thereafter. So they're trying to make permanent. They're trying to use this virus to make permanent changes in the way we do elections. I got about a minute left. And before you came on, I, I ran these numbers by people. They're talking about changing elections. And you think about, you know, the, the high population centers uh, and the issue with the coronavirus. I gave the example here of um, Warren County in uh, northern Pennsylvania. There are 39,191 people there, and one person has so far has been identified as having the virus. So do we really need right. to change their vote up there in November? Yeah, I, I don't think so. And look. Every estimate you see, we've seen, from the worst to the best, has this virus peaking at some point this summer. I just don't think we're all going to be still sitting home in November when this election occurs. Thanks uh, again, Hans. Always good to have you on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sure thing. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Storms that killed at least 30 people in the southeast, piling fresh misery atop a pandemic, have spread across the eastern U.S., leaving more than one million homes and businesses without power amid floods and mudslides. Eleven of the dead in Mississippi, nine killed in South Carolina. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York's death toll from coronavirus has topped 10,000, with hospitals still seeing 2,000 new patients a day. Bernie Sanders has endorsed Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. The two former rivals made a joint online appearance. Sanders asking all Americans to come together to support Biden's candidacy. Stocks are closing mixed as investors brace for what sure is to be widespread damage to company earnings reports. The Dow lost 328 points today. The Nasdaq gained 38. This is SRN News. Ah, the bull elk's bugle, one of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk, that's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 33. If you're listening to this radio station right now, you're being inundated with information about the coronavirus pandemic. Some of this information is alarming. You need to know now how to protect your family. Every host on this station is here to help. We're here to keep you informed, keep you calm, and most of all, keep you safe. Yeah, there are lots of places to go for information, but there's one place you can always trust. This is it, and we'll never be in lockdown. AM 1250, The Answer. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at TheAnswerPGH.com slash kindness. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer. Giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy. Healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. A fallen power lines in the Brookline area on Brookline Boulevard at Reamer Street. Use some caution through there. And Broken Water Main, Grant Street at Liberty Avenue. Westbound Miller's Run Road, South Bay, and partial roadway collapse between Morgan Hill Road and Old Oakdale Road. Bigelow Boulevard that remains closed for some construction between Forbes and Fifth Avenues. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. After a breezy evening, it will be clear tonight. Low 32. Some sunshine tomorrow, followed by clouds. High 47. Cloudy on Wednesday with a spotty shower. High 48. Cloudy Thursday. High 47. Cloudy and cold for Friday with a little rain. High Friday. 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Speaking of, uh, of voting by mail, I see here that um, the county executive for Allegheny County, Rich Fitzgerald, has uh, said that he wants to have primary voting in the June, two, June, June 2nd primary election to be conducted completely by mail because of concerns about the uh, the virus. Uh, so there you go. And then uh, another issue I saw, another item I saw here um, that um, that uh, about connected to this uh, idea of voting by mail was um, uh, Michelle Obama has apparently decided to come out in in favor of um, voting by mail. She. I guess that's a big deal for her. She's going to push uh, absentee voting. Uh, says here she'll throw her support today. That was early this morning, so I've, I'm assuming she's done it. Behind expanding vote-by-mail options, advisors tell Axios, that's where the story was, with her voting rights group embracing legislation before Congress amid coronavirus appear, uh, uh, fears. Now, this is another case of not allowing a 
a crisis to go, uh, uh, you know, to go by without taking advantage of it. Uh, and she says that uh, there is nothing partisan about striving to live up to the promise of our country, making the democracy we all cherish. First of all, it's not a democracy, but that, they say that all the time. Anyway, we all cherish more accessible and protecting our neighbors, friends, and loved ones as they participate in the cor- this cornerstone of American life. Well, if you heard our last segment and Hans von Spakovsky, who used to work on the uh, election commission, federal election commission, uh, this is just uh, uh, just an open invitation for cheating and fraud and and uh, the Democrats. The fact that they're this enthusiastic about it should tell you all you need to know about. Why, why? I mean, why would they be? It's not because they're um, that concerned about the rights of every American, and and uh, they've all of a sudden become uh, champions of the individual rights of every American. It's because they see an advantage to it. Um, and uh, Michelle Obama, you know, she's been kind of quiet, and all of a sudden she's all over this thing. They must see a real opportunity here with the. Um, with the voting by mail, and uh, it's probably something everybody should keep their eye on. And again, as I as I told Hans in the, before the break, um, uh, I don't get early voting. What's what's the hurry? Uh, you know, I, if you're not going to be in town, you know, not going to be home for the election, you're going to be out of state somewhere. Uh, you're, you know, you're going to be gone. You can you can vote by absentee ballot. What? Why would you? Why would you want to vote like six weeks before Election Day? If you go back and look at elections down through the years, I mean, you can find tons of examples of things that have happened in the last few weeks leading up to an election that probably, not just for governor, but uh, or, I mean, for uh, president, it could be for other offices, and it could be a primary. As uh, Hans pointed out, the, the Super Tuesday primary, there were people who dropped out of the uh, the race two days before or one day before the election, and and there was lots of tons of uh, early voting in there for vote for people who were no longer in the race. They had dropped out. So if if you're really concerned about your right to vote and the importance of it, and that it's a sacred right, why would you want to vote six weeks before the election? A week before the election, you could find out that the that the the guy that you uh, the person, I should say, that you um, placed your vote for was a child molester. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know. Vote on election day, or forget it. I, I don't get it. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, uh, I'm glad to have Hans on because he explained it pretty well, and he was on the uh, Federal Election Commission. So, um, so what is happening otherwise? The uh, governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. People were looking uh, kind of uh, anxiously today to see what he was going to do because he had said uh, over the weekend or maybe a, back on Friday that he was um, going to open up the state, uh, that, that this stuff has you know, gone on long enough and uh, he's going to start plans to get people back to work and um, just get people back to normal. But he said today um, that this is not going to be a rush the gates, everybody's able to suddenly reopen all at once situation. Uh, that was a news conference today, but he announced a $50 million in loans to small businesses uh, for in Texas uh, at the same time. But um, he's saying that this is going to happen gradually, and, and I guess uh, the plan is that uh, they're going to uh, reveal what the strategy is and the procedure will be later in the week as the, as the week goes on. So in the next couple of days, you'll be hearing about Texas, and you wonder how long it's going to take for um, other states to, to fall in line with that. Um, we'll see. And so then I got this. Uh, this is some, some. I think it's kind of interesting, the, uh, the, some new information on the coronavirus. Uh, new York University, NYU scientists, it's the largest study of COVID-19. It finds that obesity, obesity is the single biggest chronic factor in New York City's hospitalizations. In New York, uh, if you're overweight and obese, I guess, is I don't know what uh, qualifies you as obese. It has to be more than overweight. It's overweight to a certain degree. Um, that makes you obese. You qualify, but that's, that's what they're finding. Uh, at uh, NYU Langone Health Center conducted the largest study so far of U.S. hospital admissions for COVID-19 focused on New York City. 
They found obesity along with age was the biggest deciding factor in hospital admissions. Um, and, I mean, you know, I, there's a, obesity is a major problem in the United States. So uh, when you say obese, unfortunately in America, that covers a lot of people. There's a lot of obese people. A lot of obesity around these days, so that makes it. Uh, I guess that makes the virus happy. There's a lot of uh, overweight people to to um, to prey upon. Now, one of the largest studies uh, of COVID-19 in the U.S. has found that obesity of patients was the single biggest factor after age in whether those with COVID-19 had to be admitted to a hospital. So, if you are old, if you're over, let's say, 60 or 65, and you are overweight. You are a prime candidate to um, get the disease, number one, and um, I guess have serious complications when you do. And I, I guess from this is that it's not just this is not just people who have a problem with the disease. I mean, with the, you know, like have serious problems or die. This is this is just having the getting the disease. Uh, if you're overweight, you you are a better candidate to get the disease. Then after that. You're dealing with the the severity of it based on your age and your on your weight. You're in big trouble if you're fat and you're uh, you're old. So that's a problem. The chronic condition with the strongest association with critical illness was obesity, with a substantially higher odds ratio than any cardiovascular or pulmonary disease. Uh, that's according to one of the authors of this thing. And so what they're saying is that uh, um. It's it's you know you've heard a lot in this first few weeks of all this first month that we've gone through this that um, people with respiratory issues uh, especially older people were the prime candidates to really have problems. Well, this this study says that obesity is even uh, more likely to um, make you a strong candidate to get the get the virus than any cardiovascular or pulmonary disease. That's um, that's not good, and and then and, and you look around. Uh, you don't have to look too far to find that, that, that obesity is a big problem in the United States, and uh, and this disease is um, you're more likely to get it if you're if you're overweight. Not not a good thing. Um, we're going to take a break now, and when I come back, we're going to talk about. Well, we might talk about more stuff associated with the coronavirus, but I'm going to try to talk about it as, as little as possible. Stick around. We'll be right back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stoggerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company-matching component that can provide two or even three-to-one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five star. Your digital presence is accurate and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash hats. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash hats. That's BambooHR.com slash hats. Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com or call 1-800-LINZ-S. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, I do have a little item here related to the coronavirus. Uh, it's not a little item to me, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, did you hear about the story in uh, Hillview, Kentucky, uh, Easter Sunday? Uh, Kentucky State Troopers, they gave tickets to 50 people. They ticketed 50 cars. I don't know how many people are in each car, but um, they were acting on orders from the governor, Andy Bashir, who's a Democrat. They took the license numbers and issued tickets to 50 uh, worshipers who showed up uh, in person at an Easter service in Hillview. I guess what the pastor did was everybody showed up in their cars and uh, they stayed in their cars with their family, whoever they showed up with, and he did whatever he did. He 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 um, he held a service of some kind. But the uh, the 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 governor of Kentucky, uh, Andy Bashir, had said this is the only way. He said um, that they would not be. And they aren't allowed to do this. But he said this is the only way we can ensure that your decision doesn't kill someone else. Um, and they then they were told they have to go home and quarantine themselves for 14 days. Several said as they left they had no intention of abiding by the notice on their windshields that called for a 14-day self-quarantine or face the threat of, quote, further enforcement measures. Exactly what troopers will do with those license numbers or what steps Bashir will take next wasn't immediately clear. What is clear is that Maryville's pastor, the Reverend Jack Roberts, has no intention of ending in uh, uh, intention of ending in-person services despite the deadly pandemic, putting his church among a handful of others across the country that have rebuffed Bashir's wishes. Now, a little while ago, I gave you numbers for the number of people with the uh, coronavirus in places like Warren County, where there's 39,191 people and one person has it, and Jefferson County, where there are 43,641 people and two people have identified with it. I don't know. I don't have the access to the numbers for Kentucky, and I don't know what county Hillview is in. I guess I could look it up, but I'm just going to guess that it's Kentucky. And much of Kentucky, if it's not right in Louisville, uh, or Lexington. I mean, it's like Pennsylvania. It's uh, it's got its urban centers, but it's also uh, very rural in many areas. Areas, and uh, I don't know. Are there counties in Kentucky where there are twenty nine thousand people living, like Elk County in Pennsylvania, and only two have the the virus, and they're being told they can't go to church. They can't. Not only can they not go to church, but they can't um, go 
in their cars to the parking lot of the church and sit there while the, the pastor uh, uh, ad- uh, carries on a service? That's, um, that's pretty scary. Pretty stupid, too, I think. I mean, just again, back to this Warren County, one person out of 39,191 should, if I'm a pastor, should I feel safe in having people show up in their cars for an outdoor service? Or should I be uh, um, harassed by the government and given a fine or whatever's going to come with that ticket they put on the car? Anyway, that's that uh, for that. But uh, there's another thing here that, again, I guess it's impossible to get away from the coronavirus because uh, people are talking about when uh, – I just mentioned that Texas – Governor of Texas is talking about a plan coming out this week to gradually bring uh, get Texas back in business. And you've heard a lot of the, the plans to get the, the sports leagues up and running again. NHL is talking about playing in South Dakota. Uh, I think that's where it was. Or, and, um, uh, and the uh, Major League Baseball playing all their games in Arizona. Uh, that's, that's just not going to happen. And people who are hanging their hat on that are probably kidding themselves. Uh, there was a story about that in SI, at SI.com over the weekend. And one of the things that they that was pointed out in the story was what happened in Italy. So this is, if you're thinking about uh, the government allowing the Pirates to play a game at PNC Park anytime soon, or even... It isn't that far away now. The Steelers playing a game in August, an exhibition game at, at uh, Heinz Field in August. Um, this is what they're saying in Italy. And, you know, they had that's been the, the worst place, I think, on the planet has been Italy for this thing. And it was a biological bomb soccer match in Italy that's uh, linked to the epicenter of daily outbreak, a soccer uh, outbreak. A soccer match last month that sparked euphoria in Bergamo has taken on a much darker relevance in the epicenter of Italy's deadliest COVID-19 outbreak. The February 19th Champions League contest reportedly drew over 40,000 residents of Bergamo to nearby Milan to see their hometown team, Atalanta, take on Valencia of Spain. Uh, Atalanta won the match and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. But uh, those closely packed residents and thousand more, uh, were they were just jumping around and having a good time. Weeks later, uh, those people went to the game uh, in Milan and then thousands of them. Weeks later, Bergamo has earned the tragic distinction of being the hardest hit province in the hardest hit region, Lombardy, of Europe's hardest hit country. The spread of the uh, virus swelled the daily obituary section in Bergamo's local newspaper from two or three pages to as many as 10 or 11. Intensive care units there don't have nearly enough beds, and Italian soldiers are being deployed to move coffins from Bergamo's, Bergamo's overwhelmed morgues. Now, this, this, is, um, this is, they're saying, this may be the beginning of the really tough uh, times they're having in Italy, was people showing up at a soccer match. Among the sad explanations for the plight there is the soccer match. The mayor of Bergamo, a town of approximately 120,000, said on Tuesday, some 40,000, this was last week, some 40,000 Bergamo inhabitants went to Milan to watch the game. Others watched it from their homes and families and groups at the bar. So it wasn't just at the game. It was people gathering, you know, the way they do here for a Steeler game at a sports bar. It's clear that evening was a situation in which the virus was widely spread. Uh, it said that many traveled on public transportation from Bergamo before going into Milan's San Siro Stadium. Uh, and um, that's the guy, the guy at the, the hospital, in uh, the head of pulmonology at a Bergamo hospital. He's the one who described the Champions League match as a, quote, biological bomb. At the time, very few in Italy were concerned about COVID-19. Two days after the match was played, though, the country saw its first confirmed death. And within two weeks, Bergamo was reporting a sharp increase in the rate of uh, coronavirus cases. And regarding the unusually lethal nature of the outbreak there, an Italian immunologist um, 
pointed uh, to Bergamo's status as an economic and social center, as well as the reputation of the region's inhabitants for being hardworking and industrious, suggesting they may have been more inclined than some others to shrug off symptoms of illness and continue. That's that's what uh, that's. So, if you're thinking about sports, think about the biological bomb in Italy. Uh, now, that was at the beginning of all this. And if if and when sports ever come back, it's that's not going to be until they have the 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 curve flattened and the numbers look like it's a good time to at least start easing back. But you read that and see that you think, man, that's uh, that's the last thing that we're going to see is stadiums full of people. We're just we're, we're not going to see that. And um, the networks better come up with figuring out. Um, not the networks, the leagues. The leagues are going to have to come up with some way to uh, put on games without fans. That's the only way I think you're going to see any sports for a while. I, I just, it's just hard to imagine. And you know, what is we're April? That's uh, May, June, July. We got we got four four months, and uh, the Steelers are are going to have sixty thousand people at Heinz Field for a preseason game. First of all, they're supposed to play in Canton, so it's um, it's actually in the first part of August. That that game would be they're supposed to play in the Hall of Fame game. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be betting a whole lot of money on that that happening. And maybe they'll play a game somewhere in front of nobody. I don't know. But even the logistics uh, involved in that are, are pretty hard to figure out. So what else happened today? Before I finish up here, Bernie Sanders, believe it or not, this is a shocker. He came out and supported Joe Biden today. Said he um, he's endorsed Joe Biden for president of the United States. Um, and Joe said, uh, uh, who's Bernie Sanders again? No, he, uh, he acted in the video. Uh, I saw the video it was a streaming from Joe does, I guess, a streaming message every day. And when Bernie said he was endorsing him, Joe acted like he was surprised. Oh, wow. That's great. Like he had just wasn't planning on that happening. Who wasn't planning on Bernie Sanders, um, replacing Joe Biden. And speaking of Biden, uh, the networks still have not mentioned that uh, he was being charged with, uh, accused of uh, sexual assault. Uh, according to Newsbusters, um, it's been almost three weeks since a former staffer for Joe Biden, Tara Reid, came out and told the media she had been sexually assaulted. And there has been a total blackout of the serious allegations on ABC NBC and CBS. Boy, that's a lot different from what happened to Brett Kavanaugh, isn't it? Well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks to everybody up there in Jefferson County for listening, and stay stay well up there. And we will uh, talk to you again tomorrow right here on AM 1250, The Answer. Bye. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.